So we see that all have sinned, and it started off with one man, and they were talking about the one man, that one man was Adam. Adam was God's man that he put down on earth first. He was God's, he was God's first earthly son. First one made in the earth realm coming from the dust was Adam. And he places Adam down here on earth and he says to Adam, you got it all. But while you kick it down here, there's one thing I don't want you to do. Just do not eat from this tree. Isn't it something that while we are yet in this flesh, it seems like the things that we know we're not supposed to do, if we look at them long enough, we end up doing it. I'm not talking about when you're full of grace. I'm talking about when you're full of you. Before grace came in, we knew better, but we still didn't do better. Can we just tell the truth? Before you start serving God, you knew the difference from sin and what the right thing was to do. And you made a conscious choice, just like Adam to do what you weren't supposed to do. And truth be told, when you got caught, you blamed somebody else. Just like Adam. So verse number 12, let's, let's go back. Um, can you put verse 12 on the board? Somebody read verse 12. Mm -hmm. Because all sin, death spread to all men, sin entered the world through one man and it spread. So when sin is in one man, sin will spread. So if it's never going to be one man sinning. Because if one man is sinning, sin will spread. And so we, when we look at sin, sin came in a long time ago. Paul says the wages of sin is death. And so when, when sin came into the world and death through sin, so death came in with sin. So that means, well, wait a minute. I'm saved, but sin brings death. So then, if I sin, why don't I die? Because the free gift of grace trumps sin. So when sin came into the world, 
Grace was already waiting for it. So God had already set up grace before he allowed sin to come in because God is all-knowing. So even though he told Adam what not to do and he gave him everything that he needed, he knew what Adam was going to do. I got to pause for a minute for those of you who set trip and guilt all the time. God knew you were going to do what you did. That's why he gave you more grace. And grace, grace should take away your guilt. If, you, if you're walking around feeling guilty, that means you have not received his grace. And you're saying that what you did is bigger than what God has done. So when you are allowing guilt to overwhelm you, you that, that is you saying that God, your grace can't do it. Isn't it something that if we get past guilt, then we want to determine how much grace somebody else should get. So if the enemy don't have you caught up in guilt, he'll try to trick you to be God. Because only God knows how much grace to give to each person and when to give it. And he has it waiting. But if we're not caught up in guilt, sometime we'll get all the grace and forget how much grace we got. And when somebody else needs more than that, we don't want to give it to them because of what they've done. And we want to judge what they did and determine how much grace they should get because that is way too evil. Said sin came in through one man. And I want you to know that when sin came in, God knew and he had, he, listen, he had a set point in time when he was going to stop you from doing what you did. So he stopped you from doing one thing and he got your attention and he's delivered you. And you started saying, I'm delivered. Yes. And people get saved and say they're delivered. But just because you got delivered from that don't mean that you're not delivered from this. See, there's a deliverance process that's going on each and every day because nobody in here is fully sanctified. You are being sanctified by the grace that is in you. Grace is cleaning you right now. So Paul, he, he wants us to see the picture of how it all began, that God had already set everything up. And just as he set it up for Adam, he set it up for you. Verse number um, 13. Okay, wait, wait. So sin is not imputed. Um, imputed means charged to someone. Okay, so sin is not charged to you unless there's a law. So Moses comes along with the law. 
Adam has the, um, the Adam covenant, and then Moses brings the Mosaic covenant and brings forth the law. And God gave him the law, even though God knew that his people could not keep the law. They couldn't keep, now this is what trips me out about God. God knew they couldn't stay away from one tree, but now he give them 10 things to stay away from. They couldn't get it right with one little tree in the garden and God gives them 10 commandments. Knowing that they weren't going to be able to keep them. The thing, the thing that we have to understand is when Moses brought that, then people started judging one another. It wasn't, it wasn't imputed upon people because it was, there was no account. What do I say? And so then we still, there's some of us that still want to be under the Mosaic covenant. But I want you to know that you're not under that covenant any longer. You are under the dispensation of grace. Say grace. Which means you have the gift. And if you have the gift, you can give out the gift. So, so he, <clears throat> let's go. Verse number 14. Nevertheless, death reigns from Adam to Moses. Mm-hmm. Even over those who have not sinned according to the likeness of the same precedent of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. Okay, so it says, even though, listen, all of them started sinning, but all of them didn't sin the same. Right? But God gave grace. And he gave grace to everyone. But God, God's so awesome that he would allow one man to go in and pray and then he'd give grace to everybody. Isn't that something? God, will, one person's prayer brings grace. I want, you to t- I want to tell you something. God has not changed. One person's prayer can bring grace to many. I want to talk to the praying church for a minute so that you can understand the power of prayer. God says, I will, listen, my grace will move by prayer. If I could get one person believing, how about if I can get a whole lot of them believing? Then the grace of God will abound even more. So he says, in Adam, he says, who is a type of him who was to come. So they didn't sin the same. It was a type of who was to come. Adam was a type of Christ, um, but he, he sinned, but Christ didn't sin. But many were sinning, and there was judgment, but God don't want us to judge. You know, um, I, I believe it was Tupac, he came out with a song, Only God Can Judge Me. He should, you know, and, and that's cool, and everybody, and then people, people would do, be doing stuff, and then he said, only God can judge me. And we hear, hear that sometime in the church, people doing stuff they know he shouldn't be doing, and say, only God can judge me. But what they should be saying is, only God will judge me. Okay, because sin does bring judgment. It brings God's judgment. So even though grace is there, 
We have a responsibility on how we live. Because someone said, well, God knows I'm a work in progress. <laughs> I know a few of you heard that. And, and he knows my struggles. He also knows that he equipped you so you wouldn't struggle. And so why are you so caught up in you? If you get caught up in him, your struggle goes away. <laughs> Everybody should have shouted on that. So, so we have to understand that sin, even though we're under grace, we should live the life that God has called us to live. You know, I'm not saying everybody's going to do that and we got to judge them if they don't. But we need to strive, strive. Why? Because God will judge you. Ecclesiastics 12 and 14. So even though we have this amazing grace, we still have a responsibility to live the life that God has equipped you to live. Right? So here's why. Verse 14, somebody read it. God will bring what? Every work, everything that we do, God sees. Everything that we do, God knows. So he says, everything that we do, he's going to judge us for it. Right? God gives us grace. But sin brings death. Okay? I would believe if sin brings death, that means something has to die in sin. So when Adam sinned, an animal had to die. When people sinned in the Old Testament, something had to die for, so, that, so that God's grace would go forward. In the New Testament, Jesus already died and his death fulfilled everything. But he still says, the way, and, and then Paul comes in after he receives Christ and he still says the wages of sin is death. I would believe that there's something that has to die. And maybe it's years of our life. It would have been longer. Because of sin, we went from living 990 years to living 120 years. And sin kept on going. Then God said, okay, three score and 10 is the 70 years of life. But something has caused life to be shortened. What is it? Sin. Sin brings death. 
Okay? Sin brings death. That's why we have to strive. So let's go back to verse um, 13. Um, go, let's go up one verse, 13. Uh-huh. Fear God. Okay, let's stop right there. Fear God and do what? Fear God and do what? Two commandments. Love God and love his people like you love yourself. Can we do it? All right, we only got two now. <laughs> For this is man's what? All. All. <clears throat> All right, let's go back to Romans so we can um, bring this thing to a, a close. Five, verse 15. Yeah. But the free gift is not like the offense. Say it again. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So one man's offense caused death. Uh-huh. Keep going. Uh-huh. Okay. So when Christ died, many lives became saved. Because of one man's death. And when sin was being imputed, it was charges going against everyone. And, and there was no grace. Because everybody was blaming everybody. But when we give out grace, we bring life to the situation. And so by the, this, listen, not by the offense. The offense happened. The offense was against God. When somebody does something to you, it's an offense. But the offense is not against you. The offense is against the Christ that's in you. When we get it, you don't belong to you anymore. Christ is in you. And so the offense is not coming against you. It's coming against the Godhead. And the good news is, our God can take it. The issue is, we take it. We are not to take offense. If you take the offense, you are living by the law. But if you don't take the offense, you are living by the grace. Much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded so much more came from one man's action verse 17 we'll skip 16 
abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one. Okay, are you ready to reign? If you receive it, you reign. The grace and the gift of one man. You don't have to worry about anything else. You can allow grace to abound in every area of your life. See, one of, one of the reasons why we don't let grace abound is because we have been used to trying to be in control. And as long as you're trying to control a situation, grace cannot flow. And God's grace is amazing. We sing the song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. It's more than a sound. How sweet the move. How sweet the abound. Because it keeps abounding more. Grace is so awesome that it moves past you and goes and saves your family. Verse 18. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. Resulting into justification. We went from condemnation to justification. See, see the thing about God's grace, God's grace justifies you. God's grace unifies you. God's grace sanctifies you. God's grace edifies you. Right? It justifies, it edifies, it sanctifies, it unifies. And if grace does all that for you, you should be satisfied. The body of Christ should receive all the grace. All of it. Not just the grace that gets you to church on Sunday morning, but the grace that keeps you from cussing somebody out. You know, the grace that keeps you from going mad, that keeps you at home when you want to walk out. That grace. Verse 20. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Where sin abounded, what happened? So where there's much sin, there's much what? Mm-hmm. So you can't try to block grace because there's much sin. You got to let the grace abound. Where there's much sin, there's much more grace. Keep going. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign in righteousness to eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Right. So Paul said, grace, grace will bring forth the life. Even when it looks dead, grace can raise it up. So no matter, no matter what, don't limit 
the, the grace. We can sing about how amazing it is, and then we, we want to believe it's limited. God's grace can do anything. You know, and, and so we can't give up hope and, and say, oh, well, that's washed away. Well, no, if God can raise up Lazarus after he'd been dead for four days, surely he can raise up your dead situation. So then, we'll close with this verse. Paul concludes it. We know what, we know what happened with sin. And we're all going to be accountable. We all got to stand before God, according to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 10. We all got to stand before him and, and give an account. Because he knows everything. Even the secret stuff. You know the stuff that you don't want him to pull the sheets off you? He knows all that. Paul says this as he sums it up. <clears throat> oh, he put it up there. We all have to stand before God, and whether we, whatever we've done, God, God is the only one that's going to have the final say because he sees it all. So then, Paul says it this way in um, 6.23. Put 20 up there, and then we'll close out with 23. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regards to righteousness. Keep going. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. So, so we, we all have to die to the flesh. So that we can live to the spirit. Verse 22. But now having been set free from sin. Say I'm free. And having become slaves to God. See that's the key. We don't want to be slaves. But there's nothing wrong with being a slave to God. You have your fruit to what? Holiness. When you are enslaved to God, you have what it takes to live holy. And the end, everlasting life. So Paul says this, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And God has called us to be eternal beings. And this is what I love about God. He didn't leave it up to you. Grace is what is abounding. As you, are, listen, as a, you're getting the word, grace is abounding. You're going to stop sinning. You're going to stop doing the things that you didn't want to do. Paul said, although I will to do right, evil was ever present. The things I didn't want to do, I ended up doing. But grace comes along. And grace will hold you and keep you and cleanse you and birth more grace. And the grace that it's doing is not only for you. God has given you so much grace so that you could give it to others. Give God a hand of praise.
All right, it's time to go.